get it. Hey guys, GBC podcast number 60. I'm Courtney Weiss. I'm Shane Blankenship. 60. 60. We're not far off. 40 out. 39 now. You think we're going to do it? Of course we're going to do it. Okay. We're going to do it before I have to deploy too. Yeah. I would agree with that. Do we have 40 weeks? I don't know. That's a great question. Probably not. I'm have to double up. Oh my. Double down. Okay. Let's do it. I'm down. Kenny, I know I'm you'll down. be happy about that. We got, a, we got a fairly new listener. I don't know how new Kenny's been listening, but he even made a comment last night. He's like, I'll listen to your podcast when you post them. I was like, well, got one coming to you tomorrow, big guy. Oh, I know. Sometimes <laughs> we just have to skip weeks because Shane's busy or somebody's sick or whatever. Okay, so I am excited about this one. We're going to call it God is up to something, and um, we'll let Shane do the preaching, of course. But I feel like God is something up to something in the church, mm-hmm. Shane. I think, um, you know, I, you, you were saying something before we started recording this, and you talked about um, sitting in a, in a, well, actually, tell him about being in the in the classroom and on Wednesday nights. Well, we, um, we had heard about Greenwood, and we decided to go, and um, I had just had my third baby and decided to go to the Wednesday night Bible study, knew nothing about it, didn't even really know Hannah that well. Yeah. And um, I walked in, and I remember he was on my hip. Like, he was really little, maybe mm-hmm. just four or five months old. And I walked in, there's probably ten ladies in the room. And some of them are still at the Bible study now, which I think is yeah. cool. Um, but I looked around last night, and Hannah keeps saying, she's like, I have to keep ordering more books. Like, <laughs> you know, and then even after she orders the last bunch of books, there's still another person, and they might have to order their own book because they didn't get in on the last order. And, and I'm like... How cool is that? How cool mm-hmm. is it that I have to park like way in the corner? <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't get the first spot anymore, which is fine. It's accidental exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, you know, God's definitely working there. And then you said something on Sunday. Oh, did you want to say something no, about the women's Bible study? Okay. And then on Sunday, how you said the parcel of land behind us, and I thought, yeah. well, God's working there too. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, well, in relationship to women's Bible study, so, you know, there was probably, what, 20 um, or so when, when you got when you got here um, and started that. And um, if you if you were here last night, then there would have been 47, mm-hmm. right? And you were here last night, so for, there are 47 women um, in that Bible study. And there were several that weren't there. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And that's yeah. the way it always is, yeah. right? Um, in men's ministry last night, it was 23 men in there. Yay. Um, which, you know, I, I've... For the longest time, uh, that number, you know, eight, eight, nine, you know, ten in there, that that was a good Wednesday night. Like, that that was kind of the norm for the longest time. Um, and so, but now, I mean, every single week up, up to last um, last night, you know, we've, we've been right around that 20 mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then grown by a couple each week. So, last night was 23. Um, so, it's half the number of ladies, which but, but that's fine. Um um, youth, uh, I think there were 16 uh, youth in youth group last night. That's youth. That's not including the people who are back there working. Um, and I have no idea how many kids were in children's ministry last night. But what I do know um, is that our Wednesday nights is almost as big as our Sunday mornings. Oh, um, yes. As far as, you know, children involved. So, I had seven kids in my car. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Eight so, kids. <laughs> so I mean, you brought eight of them just by yourself. We might not have had seatbelts for everybody. Don't <laughs> tell anybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, like when I'm packing my car full of kids, I'm like, praise God, that's amazing. And they're all happy to be there. 
not having to drag yeah. any of them by the ear to get in their seatbelts. You know, I'm like, we're all going to church, and they're like, okay, let's go. Well, so certainly you know, God is up to something even on Wednesdays, right? Not just on Sundays. I think God is up to something every day. Um, but, you know, you, you look at what's happening, and if, if you're one of our listeners and you actually live in the Bowling Green area, but we'd love for you to join us on a Wednesday night. Come check out what God yeah. is doing here because there's something for, for everybody, literally, yeah. um, with, with what we do on Wednesday nights. But here's the thing. So... Um, I think most people, and this isn't just about church on Wednesday nights, but most people, they, they end up missing what God is doing or what God would do or what God wants to do because they quit too soon. Because they don't, they don't stick with it. They, um, they don't have the endurance. And there is a, an endurance aspect of our faith that I think that we, we miss sometimes. Paul talks about it so much, though, um, that, you, th- that there is an endurance when it comes to walking with Jesus. Um, and in a culture where endurance isn't popular because it's hard, because you have to stick with it and you have to keep, you have to push through. Um, it's easier just to walk away. Mm-hmm. It's easier to go find something that's a better fit. It's easier to go find something that's new. You know, the, a, a lot of people are looking for something that's already cookie cutter complete. Um, um, they love the idea of being part of something that is growing, where God is working and God is doing a new thing. Um, but a few people got the stomach for it that want to be able to, to gut it out and to stick it out and to stay with it mm-hmm. um, because it's not what it will be. So all that to say, if you're walking in tonight, you know, or next Wednesday night, or, you know, you were here last night, it would look totally different from when you just showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fruit of that is because, because people have endured and people have stuck with it. And so you don't, you don't get to see 47 women gathering regularly on a, you know, week to week basis. Um, if you didn't, if you didn't endure for years with 20, right? Yes. Can I say something? Absolutely. So a couple things come to mind, but like the reason why we've been able to endure or, you know, starting with Hannah, you know, yeah. whoever the OG was, yep. um, is yeah. because they're getting fed like a little bit at a time. Um, you know, I looked at someone the other day and their eyes were so sad and like, I, kn- I know that feeling. I'm sure you know that feeling. And mm-hmm. you, you, you're almost like um, your ears are almost closed. Your <sighs> heart's closed. And you're like, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm going to get anything out of this. I'm yeah. so um, just beat down. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the things that God gives sometimes are so tiny. I think that in, sometimes instead of praying for the big thing, we have to pray that we don't miss the tiny things. Absolutely. Um, I have an example. And it's it's a tiny example, but for me it was big, and I just shared it with you. But I was in a particular season of um, rejection, and as a writer, I was writing it down several times because I'm like, how do I find something good out of this? Yeah. Come on, Paul, g- give me a give me a tidbit, throw <laughs> yeah. me a bone, you know. Yeah. And then I was playing with the word rejection, and I made the word rejoice out of it, and yeah. I just like set my pen down, and I was like, well, there's your sign. Yeah. But I think it's little things like that. The reason why we've been able to endure and grow the Bible study is because we got we recognize the small tidbits that we're getting out of the Bible study, and then they just like grow. But when you're in that season of I call it being in the trenches, the trenches of tribulation, um, it's it's hard to find those tiny little bits. Absolutely, and I I think when it comes to enduring and seeing some seeing God do something, seeing whatever it is that God is up to. Um, you, you got to have your focus and your mindset in the right place, right? Yeah. And it has to be on Jesus. Um, and so not oh, only does it so have to hard. be on Jesus, but it's got to be on Jesus um, in, in coupled with 
um, just the very character and the nature of Jesus, um, who is seeking to save the lost, right? Who is growing um, those who belong to him to be more like him. And that's so important because, because what you can get into um, is you can get into, well, we got 30 people here. Um, and we're just going to cater to the 30 people. Um, and we would never voice it that way, right? Like someone who is catering to 30 people on Sunday morning and there is no growth, there is no new life. It's just, you know, a gathering together and people are good to hang out together. Um, and it's probably more of a Bible club than a church because they're not really doing the, the work of the church. Mm. Um, I think the difference in that kind of a gathering, that kind of a mindset and one that that is fixed on Jesus and on his nature and character to seek and save the lost. It's outward focus is that you endure knowing that God is at work and that you endure with the intentionality that I know that God is doing something. Here I am, God, use me. I want to be a part of your purpose. And then you see growth out of that. Mm -hmm. Cause and I'm only bringing that up to say, because you can do a thing and endure a thing for a long time and see no growth whatsoever. But look at a look look at a person who goes to a gym who's overweight but been at a gym for five years or six years, and there's no really change in their body composition. There's probably no change in in you know lifestyle or anything like that. But hey, they're they're consistent. They're there every week. <laughs> they <laughs> they they show up. You know they're maintaining. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see no change in it um, because they're not working towards that vision or that specific goal in mind. Can I just say, too, sure. it's like a Christian being at a church and they've been baptized, but they're not hearing the message. Absolutely. I mean, like, I know I've been there. Yeah. Like, where I'm like, I can hear the words that are coming out of your mouth, but they're not falling where they need to go. Yeah, well, that's that was a men's Bible study last night. That's Mark chapter 4, right? And Jesus says over and over and over again in Mark chapter 4, which is interesting. If you go look at, at Mark chapter 4, um, it's unique in that the whole chapter happens in one setting, one day. Jesus gets out onto a boat um, to be able to teach the crowd, right? Because the crowd is so large. He's, he's gathering together. He gets on a boat, um, and he sets out to start teaching from the boat. Well, if you endure <laughs> through the whole chapter and get to the <laughs> end, um, the, you know, the last thing it says is that same day, because Jesus was already in a boat, they decided to go over to the other side, and other boats are with him. Um, so anyways, that's just a little neat tidbit. But over and over again, Jesus keeps saying, he who has ears, let him hear. Yes. He who has ears, let him hear. Uh, there's this whole discussion about why he teaches in parables. Um, and he quotes from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Um, and he says that he teaches so that because there are people who um, hear, but they don't perceive, right? They they hear what he is saying, but they cannot perceive. They cannot understand what he's saying. Why? Yeah. Because they don't have Jesus. Jesus isn't the filter. The focus is not on Jesus. Right before that, he says, you all have the secret to the kingdom of heaven. Who or what is the secret to the kingdom of heaven? It's Jesus, right? But like, he, he doesn't leave you. Like, okay, if you're, let's yeah. pretend, I, let's talk about me. I'm baptized. Yep. I go to church. This is previous me, but I'm not hearing it. Does That doesn't mean the Holy Spirit has left me. No, no, I, I, I don't think so at all. Um, I think that we can become hardened. Yeah, uh, to it, right? Um, or we're 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 ignoring it. We're ignoring what what God is saying or what God is doing. Or we've lost focus for a moment. We've gotten out of alignment. There you go. Yeah. So uh, like alignment's the, a good way to think. The obedience factor isn't there, and if you're not being obedient, then sometimes God is like, you know, you may have to go your own way for a little bit. Am I right? Yeah, for sure. He'll let us go our own yeah. own way, or he'll let us he'll let us get to a place where we have to turn back, mm-hmm. um, or readjust that alignment, if you will. Because um, again, if a car is out of alignment, it doesn't have it, 
it's it's not that it has um, it, that it's missing a tire. It's got both right. of its tires, both of its right. wheels. But there's a an alignment issue where it needs to be brought back in so that the front tires are tracking with the back tires. It's right. So this um, is so good, so, Shane. So they so they have that, and and that's the thing with Jesus, right? Jesus is the the secret. He is the key to the kingdom, if you will. Um, the question that I posed to try to help relate this last night in men's ministry was. Um, don't you see things differently because of Jesus? Yes. Of course we do, right? And so we can look at the exact same situation that an unbeliever um, is looking at. Or, hold on, a believer who just ain't focused on the right thing. Or a, a follower of Jesus who isn't really in good alignment right now. And so we're here in the situation and we're able to listen to it and maybe even speak a word of encouragement into it because we can see it differently because we're looking at Jesus. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, they're not looking at Jesus. They're looking at an issue. They're mm -hmm. looking at the circumstance. They're looking at whatever. Um, but we're able to, to, to go, hey, well, what about this? Or um, have you thought about it this way? Or maybe God is, is actually doing this in that situation yeah. because we're looking through Jesus. Jesus is the key. He's, he, he's the, the mystery. He's the secret. And he's the one who's opening up and changing our perception and our understanding of it. But like, just a quick reminder, and then we'll get back sort of on track because <laughs> we've veered a tiny bit. But Shane and I are both saying this in the lens of like endurance. Like it's not mm -hmm. easy to do what you just said. No, it's, it's not. It's actually quite difficult. And if you've ever had to endure something physically, your mind is constantly saying, "I'm. It's time to quit." Yeah, like, yeah. you know, go ahead and just get a, a water. You can take a short break. You yeah. know, and so it's a big like mental <laughs> hurdle to have to just continue with the endurance. Oh, absolutely, because it, it's always easier to quit. Yesterday, um, I was following the um, the mayhem, the compete track on mayhem. Oh. Um, and, well, okay. Um, and so, but yesterday, the like the Metcon was the um, Metcon, the workout, the work. Yeah, the the. Um, yeah, the workout for the metabolic conditioning part of the workout um, was, this sucked. Um, it was um, echo bike or assault bike. Um, you know, so the calories are adjusted for that. But um, it's 100 calories. Um, and then, but every minute on the minute is... Burpees. Uh, burpees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you, and the goal though is eight minutes. Uh-huh. Um, the, you know, and the, 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 whatever, the cap is 12. Mm -hmm. um, man, to get that thing done mm -hmm. in eight minutes is like stupid, crazy. Like you got, you can't stop. Yeah. And I can't tell you like four minutes into it, I'm like. Done. <laughs> I want to quit. I didn't, uh -huh. but I wanted to quit. Yeah. Um, so bad um, going into that. But. Yeah, so like making it a game, you know, the goal. So for those of you don't, that don't work out, the goal would be to ride your bike as hard as you can so that your number on your screen goes up uh, to 100. That's right. But you keep getting in a Interrupted. Sorry, it's kind of like life. Yeah, you keep getting interrupted on this task that you're trying to do, this endurance, and so you <laughs> yeah. got to get down, do five burpees, right? Yep. And then continue with the intensity that you just gave the bike when you're tired. And I think that's like a really good metaphor for life because, like, like in your marriage, when things gets hard, get oh my gosh, I can't talk. Yeah, get hard, gets hard. <laughs> 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 you know, can you continue with the same intensity that you once gave it? Right. I'm constantly asking myself that. Like, can I continue this? Can I start the way I finish? Can I finish yep. the way I started? Yep. And I think that following Jesus is a lot like that. You Absolutely. Know? To, well, to, you know, to even speak more specifically into that, just for more perspective, like you, you got to get down and do those burpees 
in no less, or I'm sorry, no more than 20 seconds. Because mm-hmm. the minimum time you need on the bike is 40 seconds every round. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get that in there, then you got to scale something back. you got to scale the burpee back, or you got to scale the calories on the bike back. So you get 40 seconds of intensity mm-hmm. to maintain. Um, and It's a lot, by the way. 40 20, seconds is a lot. <laughs> 40 seconds is a lot, when uh, but to try to output. move those calories uh-huh. and to get it done, I mean, it just, it really is. So you got to, to be able to endure uh, through that. Cause it really is right. It's a, it's a gassy Grueling. endurance yeah. kind of a workout, but I mean, that is life sometimes. Um, Most of the time. And it's not necessarily that intensity, quote unquote, you know, that kind of physical exertion. But um, when life is happening, um, when there's so many other options when there's so many things that 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 you could just do otherwise um opportunities just quit Mm -hmm. and go you know what i i could really do it this way or i could i'll just i'll just go over here for a while or i'll try this for a little while you don't endure with the thing i think that's it we miss out on what god wants to do because we we quit too soon we give up too soon listen i Um, i get it that we're not talking about like physical um intensity when we're following jesus because we live in america where we have like air conditioning and stuff like that but the mental intensity is just as bad if not worse yeah it's tormenting yeah you know people struggle to give god 10 minutes i'm talking just 10 minutes with his word Mm -hmm. um and that's not much time at all. Like if I if I get into it, like I, I use ten minutes generically all the time. You know, we've got ten, 10 minutes. I can, like if I get into it, I'm 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 probably going to be there 20, 30 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm trying to just to do ten, right? Um, but just time in His Word and then time in prayer. Time contemplating what you just read, thinking about what you just read. It won't take roots if you're not thinking. It won't take root in your life if you're not contemplating, meditating, thinking, whatever the verbiage you want to use there. You've got to, you have to process it and you have to process it with Jesus mm-hmm. um, and process it in, through prayer with Jesus. If you're doing that, like just endure with that. But most people can endure more than seven days, three days, four days, and something will get in the way. Something will take the place. Well, and like I just wrote down the word process because I, I, I love that word because you have to like endure through the process. And sometimes when you're contemplating, you're still like, I don't know what this means, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's frustrating in and of itself. And that's that's sort of for me. I'm like, well, I'll just go to the next one, you know. But yeah, like I, I just I really want to highlight the mental intensity that it takes to follow Jesus. It's it's not a lot of fun sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think we talk about like the fruit that we see at the church and how awesome it is to watch the Bible study grow. Yep. Every time yep. I go to a new Bible study or when we hear good news about growing the church, like expanding the building and stuff. Um, and that's all highlight real stuff. Absolutely. But there's been a lot of like mental intensity going on underground um, for a long time, but even before I got here, because I've only been here for three or four years. So that's, I think that's where the magic is, but you don't see it. No, you don't. And, and that's the thing I think, especially in our culture, we want the fruit now. The fruit takes seasons to produce, mm. right? Um, there's a, there's a, there's a planting season. Um, there is, you know, and I mean, or even think about this, even with the fruit trees that are established, right? Like they don't produce all the time. Yeah. They only produce in a season. Yeah. Um, and it takes time to grow to even have the fruit that something that you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and I think that's unfortunately what we, we want. We want that ready made right now. Um, and uh, for the fruit, for to, to be able to experience the fruit of things, you've got to endure with it. Yeah. You have to stay with it. You have to stick with it. Well, um, 
real quick, and I don't know if I don't know if she, Kate listens or not, but Kate was baptized on Sunday. Oh my goodness! Um, and Hannah um, um, baptized mm. her, my wife Hannah. Um, but she talked about that. I mean, because it, it's they're not just you know church acquaintances; they're friends. Mm-hmm. And um, but that's been an endurance of eight years. Right, uh, pouring into a relationship, amazing, and, and, and sticking with someone, and 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 having their life and their faith in God in mind for for Kate to be able to say um, after that over, I just want you to know my faith is real. So um, cool, dude. That's a powerful statement because most people they don't have a real faith; they have a faith that works on Sundays. Yeah, Hannah was like, and of course she's crying. So everyone right. in the church is crying, yeah. but she's like, I had been asking Kate to go to church for eight years, and I kind of asked myself like. Have you been asking anyone to go to church for eight years? Mm-hmm. How many arrows have you shot out the window? Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah, to go, like to, you know, yeah. I mean, like, I might ask someone like three times, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm enduring how many no's they're going to give me before they give me a yes. So as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, it was a gut check. Another one, you yeah. know, because I was like, you know, she just kept pursuing, kept enduring, kept being able to take the no that Kate might have been giving her for whatever reason. And then all of a sudden Kate said yes and look at her now, you yep, know? Absolutely. Uh, and I think that, I mean, there's, there's certainly a lesson to be learned there. Right. And, um, that that's a, that's a food out of a relationship. Cause I think it would be different if you're trying to invite a stranger yeah, yeah, or yeah. <laughs> if you're inviting a, an acquaintance, you know, right. someone that you don't even really know, but you're like, Hey, come to church with me. Nope, you're um, right. I mean, that could get a little, that might get, I don't know, maybe not, maybe, maybe it would, Maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. But I do think that it's different when there's a relationship there. And, um, you know, there's a time. I, I, don't want to, I don't want to be misunderstood here. Um, there, there's certainly a time for boundaries. There's certainly a time to, to, to think about, um, like, the consequences and, and um, all those kinds of things. But at the same time, don't let boundaries or even the possibility of them be an excuse to not endure um, because if Christ is the focus, if their salvation is the focus, if God's healing or work in their life is the focus, and we've got a good heart, good mind about that, and the focus is in the right place, then um, don't let there be an excuse to endure. Whatever, whether it's praying for them, inviting them, being Christ to them, being light to them. Because mm-hmm. um, if, if, here's what's going to happen if you walk away. I think God is still going to do what God will do. Yeah, we've talked about that. He's just going to use somebody else. He'll just use somebody else. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's fine sometimes. Yeah. It's fine sometimes. You just miss out on it. Right. So, that, and that's just it. You know, you just you just be the person that got to miss out on what God would do. That's so good. Um, well, we, we veered a little bit, <laughs> and we're, we're kind of out of time. Do you mind to give us, a like, a sneaky peek of what your message is on Sunday? Because I think it goes a little bit together. But we're already at two, 22 minutes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm preaching this Sunday. It's, it's, it's uh, Resurrecting Part 4. Um, and I think I'm just going to call the title of the something, or title of the something, title <laughs> of the message, um, God is up to something right now. Um, oh. There's a cool song um, out there. Um, I, I don't know how old or new it is. I'm not as spun up as I used to be on, on, on these things. We've done it once here at church. Um, and I think the, just the name of the song is God Turn It Around. Um, so anyways, we, we, we sang it here maybe a few weeks ago even. Um, but there's, a, there's several lines of the song, God is up to something, he is doing something right now. And sometimes it doesn't look like God is doing something right now. 
So the message that I'm preaching out of the book of Ruth uh, this Sunday is there's some real things happening, real tragedy happening, real hardship happening, um, and there is no sign in chapter one that God is up to something, but he is absolutely up to something. He is powerfully up to something. He is doing something in the midst of all the loss that Naomi goes through um, and that they're dealing with. And so I, I just want to preach a message that um, you know, God's, God's gonna, God will use what you lose um, in your life, that God will, will, will turn it around, even if you can't fathom what that's going to look like, but he's going to use um, what you're losing to bring about what he wants to do um, in your life. God's not going to waste anything. God never, you know, I say that often, I feel like, is that God doesn't waste anything in our lives. Um, and even when it looks like you are without, if you have him, you are not without. And if God is at work in it, that you, I don't care what the situation looks like, you are not without. So, anyways, I think it's going to be a good. It's going to be, so uh, it's good. Going to be a good word for Sunday, and it's a resurrecting sermon um, because um, there's going to be loss, um, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that as we go through the text. There's great loss, and out of that great loss, that God's going to do something new, um, and it's something that's ultimately going to change the world, including our lives today. So, what God will do with Ruth and through Ruth, even in spite of Ruth's loss. Um, is he's going to set her up to be the great-grandmother of David, the king. Um, and so she gets a place in the lineage so of Jesus amazing. in the Gospel of Matthew. Only five women make, the, make the, the Gospel of Matthew, and Ruth is one of them. Yeah. And she doesn't even start off as a God-fearer, right? She's a Moabite. She's not even a Jew. Um, and so God brings her into the, the fold, into the family, and will make her the great-grandmother of David, the king. Um, who will fall in that lineage of Jesus as they're tracing back to the son of David. I mean, God will make a way where there's seems to be no way. That's right. It's so cool. It's so it's so cool. There's a lot of symbolism in this one too, which I always get, get really into. That's usually in my notes. <laughs> I'm like, this means this, and I love this, and drawing arrows. So I think this will be one of those messages. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you show up on Sunday for Shane's Resurrection Part 4. 4. Resurrection Part 4. All right, see you Sunday, guys. Bye.